Good morning all and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. This is Russell, your host. How are we all this morning? Great, Russell. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Russell. Good morning, Russell. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Our Emmanuel, God with us. And you said you would never leave us, Lord. We thank you for your presence. That you go before us to flatten down the path that we shall walk on. You break every bronze gate and iron gate before us. We thank you, Lord. That you will be with us even unto the end of time. That was your commitment to us. We come to you to look at your word, to learn from it and read from it, Lord, so that we are able to establish our relationship with you. And we are able to go that distance to walk in the spirit with you, Father. We thank you for a beautiful week gone by, for the weekend that we were able to relax on. We thank you, Father, for the powerful teaching on last Friday about your blessings and your curses and redemption. We thank you, Lord, for all those powerful testimonies that have come during that week and the ones that you are creating this week, Lord, even as we speak. We thank you, Father, that wherever you find faith, you turn things around. Your spirit hovers over that situation. So that when we call on your name, there is deliverance, there is freedom, there is abundance. We thank you, Father, for this new day that you have added to our life and this new week ahead. With all your promises that are given to us through your word to be fulfilled during this week. We thank you, Lord, for the peace and the joy that you pour into our hearts. Every time we are in your presence. And we want to learn to practice your presence 24-7, Lord. That we never move out of that glory, out of that light. We always stay within it. And it's your radiance that keeps us illuminated. It keeps us brightly lit up. And today we shall reflect a little on what we stand to lose and how things happen when we lose that light, when we are not in the light. What can we do there? We share your peace and your joy, Lord, that you give us and what you give, no one can take away, that which only comes from you and you alone. We share it with all our brothers and sisters who are part of this meeting and this praying family with all those for whom prayers have been requested on this group and those that have no one to pray for them. We share it with all those that are Christians but have not yet personally encountered you. In all those that have chosen to move away from you and not want to know you, and yet your heart bleeds for them to see them choose darkness, not knowing where they are going, that there is destruction and death there. That there is sin and iniquity. And all that the enemy that is present in that darkness wants is to steal, kill and destroy from them. Open their hearts, O oh Father, and quicken them. 
if they are able to see the truth and arise and say, I shall go back to my father's house. There is more joy in the father's house when one sinner repents than anything else in this world. That is your joy, Father. And we align with your will as well. As we make our prayer this morning, we call on your name. The name of our maker, our creator. The name of our father, who will not give us a stone when we ask for an egg. The Elohim Adonai. And we pray in the name of Jesus, your son, the Lord, our redemption. The author and finisher of our faith and our destiny. The word himself, who is our daily bread. And we pray in the name of his spirit. The spirit of truth who makes that truth alive to us. Who makes your word alive in our flesh. So that when we believe it to the extent that it is part of our system. That word becomes more real than any lie. That word in our faith must be fulfilled because the Father, the Son and the Spirit have elevated that word above the name, that the integrity that they stand with. And we pray in the name of your Spirit, Lord, who is also our comforter and our advocate and who has made his tabernacle in our bodies, that we might no longer be weak and vulnerable, that we might stand strong, that we might stand with your spirit, not rely on our might, not on our understanding, but the presence of your spirit that brings transformation. And as we commence this new day, Lord, we put on our angels, this new day and this new week ahead as well, we put on our angels and we dispatch them on assignments. We remember all our assignments for this week and then you can go ahead and make your personal prayer as well after this. Dispatch your angels as the voice of the word in the name of Jesus. We plead the blood of Jesus over every member of our family and our ministry. Every member of every family that is part of the Holy Spirit Brisbane Prayer Group. We call the angels of the Lord to encamp about each of us. To protect and keep us safe from harm, from sin, from danger, from accident, from injury, from pilfering, from theft, from hijacking, from terrorism, from any kind of attack, seen or unseen. We command that angelic protection in the mighty name of Jesus. As we get into our reflection today, I'd like to reflect us to like us to reflect on our own lives. We have had many occasions, and even now could be a time where we have lost something. Sometimes someone may have lost their health and other money through business or investments or whatever other means. Still, someone else peace of mind, some other material loss. Others' spiritual losses. How do you recover it? 
And I've been reflecting on one of the stories told by Jesus in Luke 15. He used three stories there. This is one of them. But the parable of the lost coin. But we won't go down the usual story of a sinner being recovered for God's kingdom. That lost valuable person. The parable of the lost coin talks about a woman who had 10 silver coins. And the Amplified Version says, each one equal to a day's wages. And she loses one of them. Then does she not light a lamp and sweep the house and search carefully until she finds it? And when she has found it, she calls together her friends and neighbors, saying, rejoice with me, because I found the lost coin. In the same way, I tell you, now this is Jesus speaking. In the same way, I tell you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. That is, he changes his inner self, his old ways of thinking, regrets his past sins, lives his life in a way that proves repentance and seeks God's purpose for his life. Quite an elaborate explanation in the Amplified Version there. We use that renewal of thinking in a different way today. So when a coin is lost, it means that is something precious that is lost. And we could look at it as relating to some loss in our life as well. Now the Bible says in John 11 verse 10, They that stumble, stumble in the night. That is, you lose something when you can't see, either out of ignorance or lack of discernment, and consequently the poor choices that we make. And if that loss is significant enough to bother us, then what do we do? What did the woman do who considered that loss significant and it bothered her? There are three steps she took. Step one, she lit a lamp. Step two, she swept the house. Step three, she searched carefully for it till she found it. And I would think that is what we should be doing in each of our circumstances. When we lose health, when we lose wealth, we lose something in our ministry or in our spiritual life. Anything of that sort. First, light your lamp. Gain wisdom, gain knowledge, gain understanding. Psalm 119 verse 130 says, The unfolding of your glorious words gives light. Their unfolding gives understanding to the simple, to those that are childlike, or we might even say to those that are ignorant. So the first thing to do is look for light, look for wisdom, look for information. Go back to the word. Study the word to find out what does it say about that situation. The source of light is God's word as revealed by his spirit and given for our understanding through him. It is the spirit of God that ignites that lamp by his presence. 
but it is our job to sustain that light and grow and feed it by receiving the word, by consuming the word every day. So step one is to go back to the word and find out what it says about this situation. Gain some more information and understanding about it. There might also be other worldly sources. We have to follow the lead of the Holy Spirit. Then step two, sweep the house. Take a review of the situation. Take a step back. Renew your mind and look at it from a new angle. You can't think from the same level that you were in when the problem was started. For what you will see is the same thing. You have to look at it from a different angle. It must be raised to a higher level of wisdom. For that, first get rid of the old. Sweeping implies cleaning of all the dirt. Cleaning of limitations in our thinking and to have an open mind. Limitations in our thoughts and in our ways. Maybe even unforgiveness. Some unbelief and fear. That could be the reason that circumstance has been brought onto you. Look for what must be sweeped out before we start searching for a solution. We need to purge out all iniquity and learn from our mistakes to humble ourselves. Sweeping often requires you to bend when you are physically engaged in the act of sweeping, to clean corners, to clean under furniture or any kind of thing. So in that act of bending, the significance for us here is to humble ourselves before God and renew our mind, to clean it from the old and all things can then be made new when we allow him to enter into that circumstance. And number three, you look at scripture to see which character, now this is the important part, to see which character or person or situation in the Bible, Old Testament or New Testament, which character in the Bible fits your current circumstance. And then you look at how Jesus handled that situation or that person. How did God's prophets or his people handle it? What principle or promise in God's word did they engage? How did they do it? And then you evaluate it to see if you can use it and what steps are emerging out of it that you can take in your circumstance. You keep searching through scripture until one such verse or passage stands out. Ask the Holy Spirit to direct you to it. And you search till you find it. For Matthew 7 verse 7 says, Seek and keep on seeking and you will find it. That precious part of your life which was lost. God throughout his word provides ways of restoration. 
provides opportunities and principles that we can engage for restoration. And a very simple example of that is finances, where you can engage the principle of tithing, the principle of giving, to build on your righteousness, to regain your finances. And you could reflect on the verses of Malachi chapter 3, from verses 8 to 12. You could also reflect on Deuteronomy chapter 28. Look at all the curses that are there and we look at all the blessings that are there and the condition in that is simple. Identify the condition that you must fulfill to step into that blessing. You will find your lost coin. For the word works like a law. It is like the law of gravity. Anything that dropped from top must fall straight down to the ground. It cannot go any other way. You use those words like laws. So if it says it will go in a certain direction, if you fulfill that condition, things have to move in that direction. That is God's law. The book of his law says so. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray. That we each of us use our learnings from the parable of the lost coin. That when we meditate on it, you speak to us personally to our circumstances where we are able to reflect on all the challenges in our lives. What is missing? And start searching your word for that circumstance, that character, that person that we can relate this current situation to. And we start looking into it with eyes of discernment to pick up your solution there, to pick up the answer that you give us there. You, Holy Spirit, speak to us. You give us your wisdom and your understanding so that with understanding, we are able to draw out of that wisdom and convert it into an application. How we are able to use it in our lives is what then produces that answer, that solution, that restoration, that recovery and rebuilding of that which we have lost. We ask, Father, for that renewal of mind. That here onwards, we start looking at every such challenge in our life through the lens of your word. And when we look through your word, Lord, and we start engaging your principles, we are able to work it to a point where we know the things that we shouldn't do. Just like you said in Deuteronomy 28. If we are able to obey your word. All those curses. And do what is said in it. Then all those curses that are mentioned there from 15. Deuteronomy 28 was 15 onwards. Till 55. None of those curses can come near us. The curse of the law is kept at bay. And a hedge of defense is automatically put around us. The hedge of protection that comes from knowing your word and fulfilling it. Help us work with that understanding, Father. 
We ask for this edification in our spirit this day. And as we pray, we also pray for our physical and our temporal needs. For all those requests that have been mentioned on the prayer group. We pray especially for all those that are battling sickness and disease. Those that are seriously ill, those that will undergo surgery in the next two or three days. Those that are battling life-threatening circumstances. We pray for all those that are victims of the curse of the law. For whatever reason. And yet do not believe. So they are not able to renew your, their minds. To focus on the fact that the price has already been paid. All they need to do is exercise that faith. And claim redemption through the blood of Jesus. Help us minister faith, Father, to everyone that we pray with. So that they approach it with the understanding that comes from your word that you make known to us. And it is your spirit that then moves at that faith. We pray also for all families that are battling all kinds of separation. That are battling divorce, that are battling even minor misunderstandings that have created friction in the family and they do not live in peace. Their peace has been stolen. Lord, we speak restoration over these homes right now in your name, Jesus. We speak freedom from doubt, freedom from fear, freedom from any chaos and con confusion. We speak a filling of love, your very presence, Lord. We pray also for all those that are battling all kinds of strongholds in their lives. Thoughts that have become compulsions. Habits that are hard to get rid of. Mindsets that have kept people yoked under falsehood, under lies, under tradition, under customs, under historical ways of doing things. That we are not open to renewing our mind based on your word, Father. We come against all those chains, all those yokes that keep your people tied to the ground. And in the name and the authority of Jesus, we declare every such chain broken. We declare liberty. Lord, we ask for your anointing, your yoke-breaking anointing to touch these lives today. That there is freedom this very moment. And when we are able to identify what that stronghold is over our lives, be it addiction, be it any kind of compulsion behavior, we are able to pick from the word where that solution is and apply it in our lives and be free through faith. We pray also for all those that are battling joblessness, that are battling poverty, that are battling financial challenges. We, we speak a creation of new opportunities in the spirit for them. We command their angels to go forth and pick that fruit, Lord, of what you make available to them through faith. That these lives be blessed. That every bill be paid on time. That every frustration be replaced with joy and peace. 
We pray for all those that are battling all kinds of abuse, all kinds of marginalization, bullying as well. Discrimination too. We pray for all those, Father, that are contemplating suicide this day, euthanasia, or even abortion. That they be filled with your love to see how precious that life is. And what you will have them do with that life when they connect with you and they build that relationship with you. We ask for your angels to minister and your destiny help us to minister to all of these, Lord, this day that have such thoughts. That through that ministry, their lives are saved and they are recovered for your kingdom. We pray for our own personal needs and those of our families as well. Especially those members that have not yet opened their eyes to receive your salvation, that have not yet been quickened. We ask for that quickening, Father. That they give their hearts to you completely and receive their gift of your presence through the Holy Spirit. Father, we thank you that you have heard us, that you always hear us. And when we release our faith together in agreement, whatever we have spoken in accordance with your word in Matthew 18, 19, that you will do for us because we have agreed on it. We make this now our prayer of agreement and I encourage all those that can pray in tongues to join in. All those that are praying for that gift <coughs> to please release your faith and ask the Holy Spirit to take over. Make sure you are asking that gift for the intended purpose and its intended purpose is only one intercession. Please ask him for the, that you can intercede for others, that you can pray in the spirit and connect with him. He looks at your sincerity of heart and then gives that gift. He will not give you a gift that you will either put under the shelf or you will use it as a label, as a medal on your chest. Let us ask it with the right intention. Let us now pray in the spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Shanda <laughs> 
Santa 
The scripture that I've been given today is Hebrews 4, 12 and 13. For the word of God is living and active, sharper than a two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and spirit, of joints and marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. And before him, no creature is hidden, but all are open and laid bare to the eyes of him with whom we have to do. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We have a scripture that has been shared in the chat as well. This is from Romans chapter 8, verses 15 and 16, where it is written. For you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The spirit itself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And there's a reflection attached to it. And I'll read it out where it says, at times, I have been so moved in the spirit that I spring into spontaneous worship. Nothing is more thrilling and fills my heart with joy and love. You will never know what you're missing if you don't praise your creator with your every fiber. Sing, lift up your hands, cry out, 
laugh, whatever. If you do it in a spirit of praise, thanksgiving and gratefulness, God will love it. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. There's another scripture that has been shared. This is from Isaiah 43, verse 10, quoted from the Amplified Classic Version of the Bible, where it says, You are my witnesses, says the Lord, and my servant whom I have chosen, that you may know me, believe me, and remain steadfast to me, and understand that I am he. Before me, there was no God formed. Neither shall there be after me. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you that you speak to each of us in our hearts as we meditate in silence and as we go through this day, seeking understanding from you, seeking revelation on all the various circumstances in our life. And you point us to specific scriptures there, to specific gems in your word that give us answers to the questions that we ask. We open our hearts, Lord, to hear from you, to receive from you. We stay connected with you throughout this day and every day. So that as we hear more from you, our hearing is sharpened. We receive your direction. We receive your convictions. And we walk with you, Lord, in obedience to your word, knowing that yours are the words of life. Thank you, Jesus. And let the mercy and the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and his favor that chases us and overtakes us when we obey his will and his word. Let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day so that as we are blessed, let us in turn carry our testimony and his gospel and be a blessing to everyone around us in the name of Jesus and for his glory. Be blessed and have a wonderful day and a great week ahead, everyone. Blessings, everybody. Have a great week. Have a great day. Thank you. Thank you, Russell. Thank you, everyone.